hello again. This is Viola Stripsada Volterine, your DS relationship coach. I have two important topics I'm burning to talk about today, but first I want to give you an update on what's going on with me. As some of you know, if you follow me on Facebook or FetLife or Patreon, which you should, on Facebook I'm Viola Volterine. Um, I also run a group called Female Led. Uh, look that up on Facebook. I am on FetLife and Patreon as my middle name, Strepsada. So I moved into a beautiful large house in Boulder, Colorado, which I call Cathexas House. And it's a really lovely house, high ceilings. I don't know if you can tell by the echoiness of my recording today. Um, high ceilings, we have uh, servants' quarters on the lower level, my master bedroom and bath, which has a huge tub, beautiful big house in Boulder, Colorado. I have several submissive men and one submissive woman serving me here. My pet drum lives in as my personal assistant and nanny and sex slave and more. I have a lovely man named Rob, who is my butler and just days away from officially being collared to me. Um, my other sub is a very experienced boy toy. He's my sissy maid, and we're about to embark on a new experiment of making him into a living doll. His lesbian partner and I have also just begun playing together as well. And you may also know I'm, I'm always open to the possibility of adding new potential slaves to my harem. There's plenty of room here now for more. It has been a busy house. I had filmmaker and actor Naomi McDougall Jones and her husband Stephen and her documentarian Kiwi over for dinner. They included us in their docu-series on YouTube and I'll link that here in the description. Um, Naomi has been in the show Boardwalk Empire and also has two feature films that she's written and produced. The last one was called Bite Me and it co-stars Christian Coulson from Harry Potter fame, as well as Naomi Grossman from American Horror Story, and Annie Golden, who most recently is known for her role on Orange is the New Black. So it was a great, great dinner party. It was the very first time all of my submissives worked together to put on a very successful event for my guests. And I'm hoping there'll be many, many more like this and we managed to pull it all off a dinner party without having a dining table. And I still don't have a dining table. If you can help with this, please do. <laughs> but more importantly, the night ended with many orgasms for me, generously given by my collection of talented human fuck toys. And all in all, I thought it was one of the best nights I've had in some time. It's really all coming together for me in the way that I envisioned it, and I'm very happy with that. So, all right, now on to my burning topics. First, I was in a bad mood the other day, and I figured out what it was. It was all because of grumbling. It seemed several subs at once decided to grumble. One about driving, another about a task I'd set out for him, and another was trying to reschedule coming over to serve me because of all the things on his to-do list. And it made me really, really sad. And I figured out why. I started to get the feeling that I was not their top priority and that the new had worn off and they were treating pleasing me like they treat any other job. 
a burden rather than a privilege, and it really hurt my feelings. You may not know this, but dominants are very sensitive creatures, overly sensitive sometimes. We want to feel like you enjoy serving us and that you'd in fact do anything just to please us. You'd set everything else aside just to jump when we want you to jump because you care about us and you love it. That's supposed to be the model of this kind of relationship, isn't it? But let's face it, life can get in the way and slaves can get tired and lazy, just like any other men. And as a dom, instead of stewing in resentment, I have to figure out a way to address it and correct it without becoming bitchy and passive aggressive. This is why women in vanilla relationships nag so much sometimes, because they're feeling hurt and frustrated that their partner is complaining about doing something that will bring them ease or joy. There's a couple I know who have nothing to do with DS, but it's obvious to me that they live in a female-led relationship. The problem is they don't acknowledge their clear roles. She's always anxious and he's always grumpy. She'll snipe at him, honey, why are you doing that? You should be doing this, honey, 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 blah, blah, blah. And he'll reply with heaviness in his tone every time, yes, honey. This is because they have not defined their roles and they haven't defined the rules of the relationship, which are obvious to anyone outside of them. She makes the rules and sets out the tasks and it's his job to obey. If they were clear with each other, they'd both feel more at ease. In a DS relationship, it's cut and dried. You cut out all the bullshit and it's easier to know how to respond without anyone becoming frustrated. You know you must do as you're told and there's no point in complaining, at least in theory. <laughs> this time around, I failed and I caught myself saying, fine, just don't come over or don't bother doing the things that I clearly want you and need you to do. And that's not what I meant. What I meant was, your complaining is making me feel unimportant and it hurts, so stop it now. Now, once I was able to articulate that, the subs could realize their mistake and adjust their behavior. As a dominant woman, you get what you allow. Men may be preconditioned from previous relationships and require an unambiguous response. I finally react to it very well and are quick to correct the situation. One of my subs recommended a book called Owning and Training a Male Slave by Ingrid Bellamar. Now in reading her chapter on training, I realized one of my own mistakes. That is, I will allow misbehavior to happen and let it go. Or maybe I'll react casually with something like, we'll do that differently next time. Because it doesn't seem important to me at the moment, or because I don't have the time or the energy for a quick and strict correction, I've just allowed room for a bad habit to form. I've sent the message that it's okay, and I end up seeing the same mistake happen again. By the second or third time, I'm really annoyed. But the truth is, I should have nipped it in the bud the very first time and sent a message to the sub's brain that I won't tolerate it. You get what you allow, and... I had allowed grumbling in the past, so it continued. Now for subs, I'd say it's super important to always communicate that your dom is more important than everything else going on in your life through words and actions. Grumbling 
and complaining sends the opposite message. Which brings me to my second topic, and that is the slave who's holding on tightly to his last shred of autonomy. Now in this realm, I have made men cry because I really don't like to allow any room for self-governance once I dig my claws into someone and men will search for a crack in your dominance. And especially in the transition phase between freedom and slavery, they'll cling to something, anything that gives them an out from feeling completely controlled and trapped. It's kind of human nature. For most, this manifests as finances, money, the final frontier of their power over their lives. Take control of their body, that's fine. Take control of their time, that's okay too. But take control of their finances and they start to get really uncomfortable because then they know there's truly no way out. And even if a dom happens to be very good with money and will manage it much better than them, they will sometimes struggle with this one thing. At first, even instructing one of my slaves to simply change banks was met with resistance. It's such a sensitive topic that you have to take your time and make that transition because it seems like the guys are scared shitless. Men, I want you to examine that one. Why is it even those of you who seem most willing to sacrifice anything and everything hold on when it comes to controlling money? Why can you trust her with your body, mind, and spirit, but it's harder for you to trust her with the cash? What blocks are inside of your head around this topic? Now, for some others, that last shred of autonomy may be a sense of place, their own space, having the things they like around them. You've probably heard of a man cave, a fortress of solitude, a place to feel that they still have a little bit of control. Now, because I have a large enough house, I've created the slave quarters. I exert less control over how that space is arranged and I allow them a little bit of leeway. But one of my slave's belongings arrived during the move and you can bet I was right there sorting through them and throwing out anything I did not deem appropriate for my house. And that was about half of what he'd packed. Hey, it's my house. I have the final say. And this too can lead a grown man to tears. He seems to be losing his sense of identity, but one wonders, why is his identity so wrapped up in these objects? When you agree to total slavery, you're agreeing to make that your identity after all. And it's something that you should carefully consider before you even enter into a relationship of total power exchange. Now notice, I'm not saying I want my slaves to shed their personalities. I would not enjoy that but I want them to be willing to sacrifice the superficial trappings of their former life, if and only if those trappings don't please me. I mean, there were plenty of books and furnishings and pieces of art that my slave brought during the move that got prominent places in my home because I like them. I'm not the kind of guru who insists on having you shed all of your earthly possessions after all, just the ones I'm not particularly fond of. So I want the submissives listening to think about these scenarios and to place yourself in the position of offering real sacrifice and knowing what that feels like. 
and letting go of control in a way that feels liberating and that gives you joy and pleasing rather than holding on to some remnants of a past self that no longer serve anyone. Ask yourself, what do you cling to? Is it money, objects, a space of your own? And why are you clinging to those? And how can you mentally prepare yourself to really let go and release yourself from superficial burdens when that time comes? And when the time comes, I hope it goes smoothly and there's a minimum of tears. In the meantime, don't forget that I have a three-day video class on how to find and attract dominant women at obedient.love. Go to obedient.love, just go to the bottom of the page. That's where you'll find the free three-day class where you can enroll in my six-month intensive. Oh, and one final announcement, very important. As you know, I read an excerpt from Renee Lane's book, Finding Love Through Female Domination. If you have not yet read it, I demand that you do so because Renee Lane has just signed a contract giving me the rights to adapt the book into a movie. I will be producing the film, which should begin shooting in 2020. So if you have any requests for actors you think would be excellent candidates to play the roles of Renee and Butler and Heather, please send me an email. I want to know your dream candidates for, for actors to fill these roles. Also, if you have an interest in staying the night with me at Cathex's house and experiencing life in a real 24-7 DS household, do reach out. I can make arrangements for that. And those in the Denver Boulder area who are searching for a real DS relationship, I am, of course, open to new possibilities. There has to be chemistry. There has to be compatibility there. But on, uh, nonetheless, I am open to it. So never hesitate to write me. Send me an email at viola.volterine at gmail.com. All right, good night.